It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are you talking about? Stuff we wish never aired. I will eat chalupas all day long. Come on, man. The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch on this Monday. GuyBensonShow.com, our website, podcast, always free, every day on demand. And if you're listening on the broadcast, that is a hot jam by Lady Gaga. We've had some sprinkled in throughout the program. As I've mentioned before, we are going to the Gaga concert tonight at Nationals Park in Washington, D.C. And I'm actually like almost unreasonably excited about it. She, from what I hear, puts on an amazing show. She can really sing. She's very talented. She's not my favorite ever, but she's had a lot of hits. So I'm stoked for this. Now, we were looking up some information online about when she actually comes on stage. Because the concert starts at a certain time. And then usually the main act doesn't show up for at least an hour. So we were trying to gather some intel. If we were going to be running at all behind schedule, what's really the drop-dead time where you have to be there to not miss her, which is the point of the concert? And we got that information. The tricky thing was it came on some websites that are tracking this concert tour very closely, and they're offering you the set list from these concerts that she's putting on. And I guess a lot of the set lists are at least somewhat similar I have not looked at them. I'm trying to avert my eyes from that stuff. I don't really want to know. I know there are some people who religiously look that up. They like to know what's coming or what's probably coming. They want to sort of study what the band or the artist has done on a tour, what they're playing, what they're not playing, what would be a special treat if they do play it. For me, given my level of fandom, which is to say moderate with Lady Gaga. I just want to be surprised the whole time. I don't want to know anything. There are a few songs that I hope she plays, and I'd imagine that she will. Like, you play the hits. She's a pop star. I don't think I'm going to be disappointed, but I know this is something that people sometimes have different approaches on, where some people want to do as much intel gathering as possible. And for me, in this case... I don't want it. I know Adam was the same way. He was trying to scroll through and get to the information saying, like, no, I don't want to see what she's singing and when. Anyway, we will talk to you about it tomorrow. I'll give you my impressions of the concert. I will do my best not to lose my voice. Singing along or cheering, I I think there's a very low likelihood of that. I'll behave myself, enjoy myself, and report back tomorrow. In the meantime, we have to report back with producer Christine. Because on Friday, she was blaming me for the fact that she did not manage to find the fortune teller slash psychic that supposedly had a secret message from her late father. Christine had been accosted in Times Square by a psychic who wanted her money in exchange for this alleged message from her dad. And Christine had said, if I find you tomorrow, this was on Wednesday, I will agree to do this. So they agreed. Christine had cash on hand. I told Christine she should take a different route through Times Square because if it was meant to be and it was in the stars, it would happen. And, of course, it didn't happen. So Christine did not take this as not a sign. That's the thing. You read into everything that could be a sign and everything else is completely dismissed or blamed on someone or something else. In this case, me. So then she said on Friday's show, I'm going to go my normal route and see if she can, you know, find, you know, whatever, Miss Cleo 2.0 in the middle of Times Square on Friday. And so because I didn't get any sort of update over the weekend after Friday evening, Christine, am I correct to assume that it was another swing and a miss? I do not like to admit that you were right and I was wrong, but she wasn't there. Like, the whole setup wasn't there. So 
part of me feels like I lost my chance and I should have just sat down with her Wednesday. Part of me still believes that you're at fault because you told me to go a different way on Thursday. And the last part of me just feels defeated because I really believed I really believed her. I, I there was something inside mm. of me that came over my yeah, body, a, I told you, and I Yeah, I that Times Square her. psychic. If the, if you can't trust a Times Square psychic, who can you trust? In fairness. <laughs> so I'm I'm sorry that it was such a disappointing outcome. The good news is you saved money and you did not have to then have new BS taxing your mind over the weekend. That was made up anyway. So I, I think overall, net-net, this is actually a big win for Cookie. Even though she may not know it or realize it, I think that perhaps— well, I won't even say that a lesson has been learned. I don't think a lesson has been learned here. But at least unnecessary wasted cash has been averted for now. Now, let's talk about setting fire to money also, because you were telling us that there's a new update in your vacuum cleaner chronicles. And so remind people where this stood. You just bought a new vacuum again, making it the fourth, I believe, the fourth vacuum cleaner in your house, including some very expensive, trendy ones. Now you've gotten yet another one. Now what? What's just happened? Well, let's just take it back to the fact that you said house. I have a two-bedroom apartment, and I have four vacuums. Had, had four vacuums. I, drumroll please, now have only one vacuum. We have cleared the deck on vacuums. We are one vacuum home, and I'm going to I'm going to give you, Guy Benson, as well as your audience, probably the best piece of household cleaning advice ever. This is not to say, though, if Dyson or somebody with a big name wants to, you know, support the show, that we will give it another thought. But right now, the Bissell Zing with a Z is only $60 on Amazon, and it's life-changing. Even my husband said, probably the best vacuum we've ever had. Life-changing. A vacuum life changing. called called mm-hmm. a Zing. The mm-hmm. Bissell the Zing has changed your life. Yes. Okay. It makes me really happy. And honestly, my husband and my daughter, it's, it's user-friendly. My daughter uses it. I mean, this is even a cleaner home than we already thought we had. Okay, so this begs the question, you had four. You're Uh so excited about the new one. You're down to just one. What happened to the other three? They went to vacuum heaven, just where Carousel probably is. You sent them to the same Staten Island garbage dump where Carousel and her remains ended up? Well, I don't know exactly where uh, the plastic goes, but... Yes. No, they're no longer in this apartment. They have been put to rest. Okay, but, ugh, because I was about to congratulate you. I was about to congratulate you for simplifying your life in some way, but am I correct in stating that the other three vacuum cleaners that you had might not be your preference, but they were still functioning vacuum cleaners? They worked? worked um i think the biggest regret was probably throwing away the dyson if i had to the the other two were just one was just super old the other one just didn't work but still functioning so you had three functioning vacuum cleaners including a dyson that you paid a lot of money for and you just threw them away you didn't even give them to friends or post them on the internet for cheap so you can make a little bit of money back you just put them in the garbage yeah, well, now you're making me feel bad. I, who was I going to give this to? You know, like who I don't know. If you could me? be like, "Hey, I've got a, I've got a perfectly functioning Dyson vacuum cleaner. I now live in an apartment. Do you want it?" I think a lot of people would say, "Yes, thank you." Can I bring you a bottle of wine as a thank you, or take you to dinner, or something? Hmm, we didn't, we didn't think of it that way because honestly, the Dyson really it, it works, but it's not great, and it constantly got clogged. And it was very frustrating to us. So, 
Yeah, I mean, oh, now you're making me feel bad, but they are all in vacuum heaven along with my pony, and may they rest in peace, all of them. Wow. At mm. the uh, landfill, some landfill probably in Staten Island. We've never been able to fully confirm that in terms of carousel, but our investigation is ongoing here at the Guy Benson Show. Maybe we could get Judge Janine on that or something to really get to the bottom of it, a whole Fox Nation special when, Christine, you're finally brought to justice for that. But I'm just surprised, given the frugality, I think it's fair to say, of Bobby, that he didn't put up any fight in just throwing into the garbage three household appliances that were working. I think I just, like, broke him on the vacuum front. He was just so over it, and he couldn't believe Because remember, on Amazon Prime Day, I ordered it, and he unordered it. And then he couldn't believe that I got it by him and ordered it. And it was on a little bit of back order, but then it finally came this week. Um, I think he was just broken. <laughs> yeah. He was a broken and, and the thing is, you could have just stopped. Because you said, I think I broke him on that or on vacuums. You could have just stopped at broken or like I broke him, period. I think that is probably <laughs> what has happened in this relationship. And Bobby, if you disagree, you can send a note. But that's kind of the general sense that I get. From a distance, as an unlicensed and uncompensated therapist uh, for your wife, producer Christine, that's you know that's sort of my read on things, and I don't need any tarot cards for that reading. It's just right there for all of us to see and hear. All right, Christine, I keep trying to get to this new get-rich-quick scheme that you've dreamed up. Apparently, first on the list, throw away expensive household appliances into the garbage. That's the first step to getting rich. The second step is a new plan that you have. It has nothing to do with buying a racehorse. I think we should just stay away from all things equine for obvious reasons with you. This is a new plan that you have, but we're out of time. So we'll have to stow this one in the memory bank for later in the week because we're going to be doing the Gaga review the concert review tomorrow but i do want to talk about this new plan that you've got this scheme perhaps wednesday or thursday so wyatt maybe make a note of that uh, in your binder here because you never get anything past yy we got to go i'm so excited for this concert we'll let you know how it is tomorrow in the meantime thank you very much for listening we will talk to you back here on the radio same time same place have a great night home stretch on the Guy Benson Show, Tuesday edition. Thank you for tuning in. GuyBensonShow.com is our website. Podcast is always free of charge to all of you on demand when the show is over. Last night, Nationals Park in Washington, D.C., Lady Gaga brought her Chromatica Ball Tour to America for the first time. She's been abroad. She played all over Europe. She was in Canada. This is her first show on this tour in the U.S., is my understanding. And at one point... She shouted out, what's up, America, and got a big roar from this absolutely adoring crowd. And it is a very interesting collection of characters who are hardcore Lady Gaga fans, let me tell you that. She also is just an immense talent with so many hits. So I knew probably 70% of the songs. Some were deep tracks from, I guess, the newest album that I hadn't really heard. But it was, as I expected, quite a spectacle. And some of it is weird, or at least very different from a traditional concert experience. I think that's part of the brand, part of what she was going for, part of what her fans love about her. I enjoyed it. Look, the weather was just awful. No rain, but you almost were praying for rain, for some relief. Or just a hint of a breeze somewhere. It just felt like you were standing in an oven. And we had a suite. We were invited to a suite. So we actually had an indoor space with air conditioning. And even when I would go in briefly to get a drink or to just cool off, you would cool down, walk right back out, and it just like this wall would hit you. So we were just gross by the end of the night. There was no getting around it. But a lot of very happy, satisfied customers drenched in sweat walking out of the building after she was done, she played straight through. She had all these video components and pyrotechnics and the band. It wasn't just piped in pop music. There was a band performing, and then she did a lot of piano work herself. There was the main stage, 
and then a secondary stage. So if you can picture sitting behind home plate at a baseball stadium, looking out to center field, that's where the stage was, out in center field facing back toward the infield in the grandstand. And then there was a secondary stage right on second base where she made her way at one point through the crowd, then went up these stairs internally. There was a grand piano up there. And she performed quite a lot of the concert toward the middle from there. And I think what was so impressive about her as a performer is with the big, enormous pop music numbers, with all the dancing and all the frills and all the choreography and fireballs flying around, which you could feel. You could feel the heat. We were so far away from the stage, we could feel the heat. I could imagine how hot it must have been closer, especially given the temperature outside. But there was just this sensory overload. And she's belting out every song. But you could say maybe this is a lot of smoke and mirrors and it's a visual experience. Yes, she's singing, but is it a measure of musical talent? And I think there's probably a lot of people who would say the positions in which she was singing, the way she was dancing, absolutely underscore how talented she is. But I think it really became undeniable when it was just her and the piano and her voice. When she sang a number of different songs and... It was just terrific. If you're listening on the broadcast, we bumped in with part of the musical version of Born This Way, one of her biggest hits. She had, maybe my favorite part of the concert was, she had this intimate discussion with the audience where she was giving some of her thoughts on a few things, and then she played sort of like the piano version of an acoustic version of Born This Way, just her and the piano as people soaked it in and sang along, and then she transitioned that into the full-blown pop anthem. But I had never heard this spin on Born This Way before. I was able to get just a little bit of it that I caught on my phone. Here's cut 27 from last night. Huge cheers, sold-out crowd. If you're planning on seeing her on this tour, maybe just plug your ears, earmuffs for a second. And I'd also add, maybe not super kid-friendly. Just one thought on my part. But a couple spoilers. She opened with Bad Romance and then straight into Just Dance and Poker Face, just her original hits. So what a beginning to the show. Then she closed with Rain On Me, And her encore was Hold My Hand from the new Top Gun movie, which was awesome. Now, she might mix it up. I don't know if she's doing the same thing at each stop on the tour. And then a bunch of stuff in between. She did that number from A Star is Born. No Bradley Cooper. Some people were wondering, might he show up? It was just her. It was just really entertaining and fun. She is a performer It's very visual, but she also just has so much raw musical talent. And she's also classically trained on top of all of it. So I was really happy to be invited, thanks to my cousin Chris, who was able to make it happen. We did not buy our way into a suite. That would have been a bit much uh, for our budget. But I'm glad I was able to go see her. She's someone that I kind of wanted to go see. Then here was an opportunity. It presented itself. I jumped at it, and we had a really good, albeit sweaty, time. Now, I was bracing for some politics. Lady Gaga is a leftist. I think that's not really a surprise, certainly on social issues. Her fan base definitely is very left-leaning. And you're in D.C., one of the most democratic cities in the country. So unsurprisingly, you were going to get some of that, and there was going to be a big reaction to it, given the milieu inside that stadium and the group of people who would self-select to go to a Lady Gaga concert. She had one little shout-out about gay marriage that got some cheers. 
She did a tribute on COVID and how difficult COVID has been and many people who were lost. That was nice. Not really political at all. She did get into abortion at one point and was kind of vague about it, but clearly came down unsurprisingly again on one side. And at one point, the camera zoomed in on someone in the front row wearing a shirt that was, shall we say, very disparaging of the Supreme Court profanely disparaging, I think is maybe the better way to describe that. And that got a very big cheer from the D.C. Gaga crowd. And she had a few other comments about that. And for the most part, the crowd was very much with her. Not everyone, though. I'm not the type of person who's so triggered that someone disagrees with me, especially some you know big Hollywood entertainer that I'm going to walk out or something like that. But I stood there politely and quietly with my arms crossed as she had her say. She has a right to have her say. It's her platform. It's a free country. And maybe a few of the references that she made I would be more open to, more sympathetic to, but overall the message as a pro-lifer I disagreed with. And I did look around amid the cheering and that kind of thing. I just looked around the stadium, and there noticeably were people not reacting. Men, women just silently standing, listening, taking it in, and not supporting the message because not everyone agrees. She didn't dwell on it forever, which was fine. And I know some of the people that we were in this box with, we didn't know them. A lot of them turned out to be right-leaning just by coincidence. And they said, well, we didn't love that, but look, we're here for Lady Gaga and it's fine. And that's how the evening proceeded. So it was not just like clubbing us over the head with politics all night long. It was pretty limited. All right, Christine, we have a few minutes left here in the segment. I hope I've painted a picture here. Do you have any more questions? Because I know you were extremely curious earlier when we spoke. Boy, did you paint a picture. I mean, you probably answered almost all of my questions I was going to ask you about if she said anything politically and was the crowd, you know, cheering or did they turn on her? Did anybody recognize you? Not that I know of. No one came up to me or anything. And it's probably not a massive crossover with the Guy Benson show audience in that stadium, but you never know. Uh, So, yeah, I, I don't think I got noticed and that's fine. It was just a night out with Adam and some friends and my cousin and we had a good time. Was it hard, because you obviously knew of the breaking news last night, was it hard to fully be in the Gaga, you know, immerse yourself in Gaga, knowing that there was breaking news going on last night? Not really. We were actually in the Anheuser-Busch suite, so there was beer. So I had some Bud Light, wanted to enjoy the moment. I knew that the news would still be there when I got home. We didn't have great service anyway, so I just saw the news Before we went to the stadium, I retweeted a few things and then put it on hold and then got home later and went back sort of into news cycle mode. But I had a couple hours off, courtesy of Lady Gaga. Very cool experience. And if you're a fan of hers, obviously you're going to like this tour. You're going to like this show. And even if you're not a fan of hers, you can't really doubt the intensity of her star power and her talent, even if her persona and her outfits are a little outrageous to you. Anyway... Good stuff. We got to run back here tomorrow for the Guy Benson Show at the same time. Same exact place. Hope to talk to you then. Thank you for listening. Have a great night. Homestretch on the Guy Benson Show, Wednesday edition. Thank you very much for listening. GuyBensonShow.com. That's our website. Our podcast is always free every day. Catch me tonight on a special report. With Brett Baer, I'll be on the panel this evening in the latter part of the 6 p.m. hour Eastern on Fox News Channel. Well, here's the headline from the New York Post. Truck collision spills fireball on highway, causes fire. This is from Arkansas. Add fireball to the menu served up by Arkansas Roads. Two tractor trailers collided Thursday on Interstate 40 in central Arkansas, causing one to spill Hundreds of mini bottles of the cinnamon-flavored whiskey on the highway. Now, Christine, you sent this story to the team, and I guess these little bottles, which were scattered everywhere, 
some of them caught on fire. There was a blaze. You sent this to the team because you were very excited. It reminds you of another story that we talked about, I think, years ago at this point on the show, when there was a tractor trailer that jackknifed, and it was hauling a large quantity of wine, red wine if memory serves. And we were imagining, I think you, in fact, were talking on the air about envisioning yourself down on all fours along the highway, like you would pull over, rush over, and start lapping up the wine, the mama's juice, as you would call it, uh, like like an animal is what you were excited about doing. That's your instinct, you said. Now, in this case, it's not just a big river of red wine. It's a bunch of little bottles of liquor, flavored liquor. Are you more excited about this one, or do you like the idea of, like, you know, putting your lips directly to the asphalt and inhaling wine which one is more appealing to you first of all we we need to step back for a second that's not what we said we said you said you can imagine me running like around like a crazy person with a straw and trying <laughs> to suck up the wine well i at least mentioned a straw i don't think that was part of your plan a straw is a little bit more civilized under this scenario but <laughs> in any case are you a fireball gal do you like fireball i do like fireball oh i really do Ugh. It, it like to me it's just like something that you have in college and you probably have one or two bad experiences with it and then you're kind of done for life that's maybe just uh, you know speaking quote unquote for a friend on this one uh i would not be very eager to even get free fireball in this case i would just hopefully bypass the whole mess and drive on my way whereas you you would be helping collect the product it sounds like I'd, I'd be helping the state of Arkansas because I would just go around picking up the bottles and taking them off the highway. And if they just happen to get in my car, you know, you're welcome. You're <laughs> it's welcome. A very, it's a selfless public service. Mm-hmm. Now, apparently this has been happening a lot in Arkansas. The story says over the past year, Arkansas drivers have endured a veritable feast spilled onto their roadways. Trucks carrying bourbon, frozen pizzas, and pasta sauce and gin have all dumped their wares on the asphalt. Christine, you're, you've got to be looking at like Zillow listings in Arkansas at this point. I'm just wondering what is going on in Arkansas. If anybody is out there and can let us know, <laughs> why is this happening? But, I mean, think about it. What a feast. You can have pizza, pasta sauce, bourbon, gin, fireball. Yeah, it's just a, a dream set. come true. A dream come true for producer Christine. Now, since we're on the topic, you mentioned pizza, frozen pizzas. How about this one from CNBC? Domino's Pizza is saying arrivederci and fleeing Italy after failing to win over local customers. Just seven years after making its debut in Milan, Domino's Pizza is saying goodbye to Italy. The fast food giant closed the last of its 19. The fast food giant closed the last of its 29 stores on the Italian peninsula after struggling to gain a foothold in the country, this per Bloomberg, with locals proving to be difficult to win over for the American chain. I mean, who could have seen this coming aside from everybody? I mean, Domino's, I have nothing against Domino's. Sometimes you just want a Domino's pizza. For example, if you're a college student that's had too much fireball, just to pick an example at random here. I am not hating on Domino's. I am hating on the foolishness, I would say, and the arrogance of a fast food pizza chain like Domino's thinking that it would be successful in Italy. I mean, America has a lot of success in taking its chain restaurants abroad. You look at McDonald's everywhere, Starbucks, that's all fine. But the Italians take certain things very seriously, including their pizza, and bringing that product over there and expecting it to work, I think, was just a fool's errand in the first place. And now it looks like the experiment is over seven years and God knows how much money into the failed experiment. And, Christine, I know you're outraged by this because as someone who claims to be an authentic Italian, who likes authentic Italian food, you are a huge fan of not only Domino's Pizza but Domino's Hawaiian Pizza with pineapple on it, which is a source of great controversy here on the show. Do you think that maybe you should have gone over there and put on your best Italian accent and try to convince some of your fellow paisanos, quote-unquote, to try ham 
and fruit on their pizza? Do you think that would have maybe salvaged this experiment or what? Try a little uh, pineapple on your pizza, eh? So, (laughs) wasn't my best, okay? I'll work on it. Um, I mean, here's the thing. It actually might have been your best (laughs) when it comes to accents. It was still bad, but, you know, we're dealing with a certain volume of, of work product here. In any case, do you think that Italians got this wrong? Or would you have been in there in the boardroom in the C-suite at Domino's telling them, you know, maybe just uh, pick another market no. other than Italy for this? No, because I think you got this all wrong here. Um, when they arrived in Italy in 2015, they were basically saying, hey, guys, you can get pizza straight to your house. Like their plan was to, you know, deliver it to the customer, like a deliverable pizza. I think what happened is, from what I read, 2020 came and all the local restaurants started delivering. So then there really wasn't a need for Domino's because the locals are not going to pick Domino's over their local Chattoria and get their proper pizza. But Domino's was planning on, they were using, you know, like real tomato sauce and mozzarella and brigitte de bama and gongonzola. <laughs> they were, you know, using quality ingredients. No, ingredients? I get the theory behind it, but through Domino's Pizza, I could have told you from the get-go it was not going to work over there. And in fact, it has not. And the last couple dozen stores are going away. But Christine, maybe you can go searching for one. So, if and when you get to Italy, right? You're supposed to be going to Italy. You're threatening to go on a vacation to Italy next year. Is it 2023? Yeah, I mean, don't just say you. We, Guy Benson, you and I are going to Italy in 2023. We are, we are not going to Italy together. That's certainly for sure. You I don't may know or may that. not have plans to go to Italy next year, but it would not, with all due respect and love, it would not be with you. And you were saying, well, we could just coordinate our trips. And I told you I'm not available that month. But you never told me the month. And I never told you my month. That's right. I'm not available that month. So I hope you go. I hope you have a great time. You can eat a lot of good pizza. It won't be Domino's. Then we can exchange notes, you know, uh, when you're back and or I'm back at different times separately. I think that sounds like a very good plan. And we're out of time anyway. So it's agreed upon. Terrific. We agree finally. Back here tomorrow for the Guy Benson Show. Same time, same place as always. Talk to you then. Thank you for listening. Special report, 6 p.m. hour coming up on Fox News Channel. I will be on the panel. See you there. Have a great night. Palm Stretch on this Thursday on the Guy Benson Show. GuyBensonShow.com for our free podcast each and every day. Catch me tonight on Special Report, back-to-back appearances for yours truly. I'll be on the panel with Brett Bayer and company toward the end of the 6 p.m. hour, just about an hour from now on Fox News Channel. In the meantime, I alluded to this right before the break. A year ago, you might recall, devotees of the program might remember, that in early August 2021... I revealed on this show, on the air, that I had a COVID breakthrough case, which at the time was still relatively rare. There was some novelty to it. I had gotten my second shot, so I'd become fully vaccinated in May, and then a few weeks later, I guess a few months later, I wasn't feeling terrible at all. I was feeling a little bit off, and I took a test because I was supposed to go into an event with a lot of people I said, I'd rather be safe than sorry. So I took the test. Lo and behold, a positive test, and I had COVID. And I was in Texas, and I quarantined in a hotel room for days. And I did the show from the hotel room. And I was a little froggy for a couple days. And I had not gotten COVID since. That was a year ago, almost to the day. Well, funny thing. I started to feel a little bit weird, maybe just a little tiny bit off Tuesday night. Yesterday, I really didn't feel great. I was supposed to go into the Fox News Bureau, do the show from the Tony Snow studio, do some TV in person. I just felt off enough that I said, you know what, I'm going to do all of it from home. Did the show from home, did some TV from home, 
And I said, if I don't feel better by tomorrow, i.e. today, I would take a COVID test. Because I was supposed to go to New York. I have a lot of TV coming up. I was supposed to be co-hosting the big show over the weekend, outnumbered on Monday. I had a push up to New York. I was going to be seeing a lot of people. And I said, let's just wait, see how I feel. And when I woke up today, I didn't have a great night at all last night. It was unpleasant. Not terrible, not unbearable. I don't feel super sick. Obviously, I'm on the air. I'll be on special report tonight. I was on special report last night. But there's been some fatigue. I've had some sort of nagging, coughing, a little bit of post-nasal drip. There were some chills last night as well. I woke up today feeling, I would say, a tiny bit better, but still not great. And I said, even though this doesn't feel like COVID felt last time, a year ago, the symptoms aren't exactly the same. Just the way my body is reacting is not exactly the same. But apparently that's how it works sometimes for a lot of people. It's not a familiar pattern. It's sometimes different symptoms. Or it just you know affects you a bit differently from time to time. So this morning, I got up. I slept for 12 hours straight. Straight through 12 hours, which is never a sign that you're doing well. And I went downstairs. We had a COVID test. I took it, and it was not subtle. It was like, boom, that line turned pink immediately and then deep red. So we've got COVID again, folks, here in the Benson house. We had it over the holidays. My dad, my brother, my husband, they all had it. I didn't get it, but the COVID bug has gotten me again almost a year to the day after my first breakthrough case. And I'm feeling well enough to be here with all of you. I didn't feel like I couldn't do the show or couldn't be on TV tonight. It's still not great. I'm not feeling fantastic. I'm bummed that the New York trip is going away. And some people ask me, because I posted on social media that I had COVID again, They're like, why would you even bother testing? And I'm not one of these, let's just test everyone willy-nilly, especially people who are asymptomatic. I was symptomatic, and I had a trip coming up where I would interface with a bunch of people. So I thought that was the smart thing to do, the responsible thing to do. I'm glad I tested. I won't be going to New York. I've got an overseas trip coming up a while from now. And frankly, I'm just sort of relieved to hopefully get this out of the way before that. But we're just fighting through COVID here. And so if my voice sounded a little bit off, we've been uh, turning off the microphone for some coughing here or there throughout the show. We do appreciate all of you bearing with us. And unless I take a turn for the worse, I expect to be here also tomorrow from home doing the isolation thing for whatever it is, the five days. And I'll be under great care, at least remotely, from our friend Dr. Sapphire, who's always great, sending me texts and advice and all of that. And Christine, I wasn't sure it was COVID. In fact, I predicted, I said, I don't think this is COVID. It feels different. I'm going to take the test anyway, just in case. And... The results were not subtle. It's super COVID again. You know what, Guy? I, I Something told me yesterday that it might be COVID, but this is the world we live in. And, you know, you're able to still do the show. Yeah. You're able to function. This is how, this is how it works. Not everybody's going to shut down and, you know, stay home just because you have it. So I think this is just the way it's going to happen. I'm glad you're okay. But... I do want to let you know, maybe tell Adam, uh, my train does get in around 9.30 tonight. So uh-huh. I will be there by 10. I will take care of you. I will make sure I will make some sort of homemade chicken soup. Um, I'll bring my own stash of mama's juice. Everything's going to be okay. Cookies on top wear a hazmat it. suit? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Full bubble. Uh-huh. Yeah, what? that is such a relief. You know, I think I just like take my chances with COVID. I appreciate the thought. It's very kind of you, though. But look, we just wanted to put that out there. You know, I I said it on social media. I always want to be open with this audience so you know where I'm coming from and what's happening here. And often we've got cool and interesting stuff to report. Sometimes it's less cool and less fun, including this, the fact that I have COVID. And by the way, I think there's a decent chance that I got this at the Lady Gaga concert. In fact, one of the other people one of our girlfriends who was at the concert, she is down with COVID right now. So she saw my social media post. She's like, oh, man, same. I think we got it at Lady Gaga. And my cousin, who was also there, who got us the tickets, he just texted me this, ra, ra, ro, na, na, got sick, at Gaga. And I think that's pretty good. 
and that's the best singing I can possibly do while I have COVID. So you're welcome, and I'm sorry. Back here tomorrow on The Guy Benson Show, same time, same place. See you on Special Report tonight. Have a great evening, and thank you for listening. Home stretch on The Guy Benson Show. Happy weekend. I'm Guy Benson. Our website, GuyBensonShow.com. Podcast totally free on demand every day, including bonus Benson on the weekends, which you should check out tomorrow and Sunday. Well, we've talked before, this is long ago, about producer Christine being a teacher. And I believe I said something along the lines of, God forbid, just for the well-being of America's future and next generation, Christine teaching the next generation. Well, I think we've come up with something perhaps more disturbing, and that is Dr. Cookie. Christine Christine is a doctor. Can you imagine the bedside manner? She would just be like Googling on her phone WebMD stuff, and every single thing that any patient came in with, she would just freak out and call it cancer. Then go, you know, just running straight into a wall. But Dr. Christine would like to know about my current status with my COVID, which we revealed yesterday. I didn't know that I had it on Wednesday. And then I decided if I wasn't feeling much better by yesterday, I would test in the morning. I did. It was COVID. So I'm in the middle of my, I think it's like four to five days generally these days of quarantine. And Christine, Dr. Christine, let's like really put that in big flashing air quotes. This is not a medical doctor. Just I don't want to get us into any sort of legal trouble. But Dr. Christine is now with us here on the home stretch to share some of her medical curiosities. Christine? Well, first, uh, to my assistant, Wyatt, please hand me, hand me my scalpel. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, gosh. Just terrifying. All of a sudden, just like sort of the, uh, whatever, like the giggle gas, where they're going to knock you out. Like, don't worry, we're just going to put you under. You won't feel a thing. <laughs> very, very scary visual. Like, anyway. my face is the last thing you see before you go under. Yeah, and then that's the last thing you see on this planet, apparently. Because <laughs> I don't think things would go well after after that happened. The next step would be worse. All right. Well, let me just, like, let's just get, let's, I need the symptoms. What exactly are you feeling? Because you have had this about a year ago. Yeah, almost exactly to the day I looked back at our stuff here on the show, my social media footprint. It was almost to the day. Wow. A year later, it's like give or take a couple days. I had it last time. It is definitely preferable, just as a pro tip, to have COVID at home than many miles away from home in a hotel. Right? That is that is one advantage of this time. The symptoms this time are similar in some ways, different in other ways. I've had no effect on my taste or smell this time, unlike last time. First time I had it, which was during the Delta wave, my Taste buds were way off for a couple days. Not gone, but off. And same with smell. Uh, This time, that has all been completely normal, unaffected. Uh, I had a lot more of a runny nose and maybe more of an incessant cough last time than this time, but I still have a little bit of both here in round two. The thing that is familiar and consistent through both for me, and I don't even really know how to describe this, Christine, but it's like... This tingling, almost effervescence in my nose and throat that it doesn't feel good at all. It's, it's very unpleasant, and it just feels very unnatural. Like when you are sick and you've got a sore throat or strep throat or you've got nasal congestion or whatever, you're just sort of like, okay, this feels like a normal, like natural thing that happens to a person through normal, natural maladies. This just feels strange. And I know some experts and doctors have said maybe if there is a synthetic feel to it, it's because the virus initially, originally, was not natural, right? This was a virus that had been manipulated in a lab. Now, that is not a proven theory, but it is a leading theory, no longer dismissed as disinformation, But if there's an engineered element to the virus, I can just tell you in my experience, it feels 
very unnatural in a way that other sicknesses don't. I don't know if that makes any sense, but the, the tingling where it sort of hurts and then sort of tickles, but in a very bad way, throughout my whole, like, sort of nose down through my throat, it is not fun, and it's really strange. So... I'm just going to tell you this as a doctor. It is very hard <laughs> to treat a patient when they tell me their symptoms are strange and just a weird feeling. It's going to be very hard for me to, you know, treat you medically. Yeah, yeah so, no, that's fine. I, I, am, I am very much opting out of Cookie's treatment. We had an actual doctor on the show today. We replayed some of Dr. Sapphire. I'm going to stick with medical professionals, but I at least appreciate the passion and the concern. Fake Dr. Christine. Can I also tell you this? Sure. So one of the theories is that I could have contracted the virus this time at the Lady Gaga concert on Monday. Because, yes, I was outdoors for much of it, but I was indoors because we had a suite, right? A closed, little small enclosed area with, gosh, maybe a dozen people in there. That would be very much a potential vector scenario. So maybe, maybe I got it that evening one of the women who was with us in our little group, so we knew about half the people in the suite, the other half were strangers. One of the women who was with us, with my cousin and his friend group, she has also fallen ill with COVID. So Adam, my husband, is fine. My cousin and another guy who were there with us, fine. They've been testing negative. Uh, I even said, if you don't have symptoms, don't even bother testing. This girl, this woman, has symptoms. She tested and tested positive. So we were kind of testing positive around the same time. She saw that I posted on social media that I had it, and she was DMing me. She's like, oh, my gosh, same. I wonder if we both got it at Gaga, blah, blah, blah. So she checked in with me today, not long ago. It's like, you know, how are you feeling? And the truth is I'm feeling better. Not 100% better, but this morning I woke up feeling a lot better than I did yesterday morning. Last night was not fun, but... Definitely better than the previous night when I had, like, chills and a few other things. Even though I wasn't showing a fever on the thermometer, it felt like I had one. It was weird, to use that word again. But I definitely feel today clearly improved. Knock on wood. You know, you never know. Things go up and down. But I'm feeling definitely improved today. She revealed to me she is definitely feeling better today, thank goodness. But yesterday, it was really bad so much so that she almost went to the hospital. She almost had her mother come to town and bring her to the hospital because it was very painful for her to breathe. And she didn't quite get just worse enough where she felt like she had to go to the hospital for it, so she didn't. And then she, like, slept for, I think she told me, like, 16 straight hours, and now she's feeling significantly better, so sort of the moment has passed. But that was sort of crazy and scary to begin with. And then here's the other detail, Christine. This woman has two COVID shots, the original dosing, like I do. She also got boosted, which I have not done, although I guess I've sort of gotten boosted twice now with, you know, more natural immunity. So two shots plus a booster. And this is her third round of having COVID itself as well. Third? And there's, there's another woman that I know who is triple-vaxxed and has had COVID three different times. So this woman that I'm talking about here, who is at the Lady Gaga concert, three shots, this is her third COVID, and she said the first two times she had COVID, it was like nothing. Like very, very mild symptoms, if at all. And then this time it was bad enough that she almost had to go to the hospital. That's nuts to me. That's part of the reason why I hate this disease so much and part of why I, I really, I don't know, just instinctively feel like this did not arise out of nature, the way that it is so unpredictable and can affect people totally differently, even if they've had it multiple times. Like, you would think, okay, I've been through this twice already. I've got three shots. I'm good. Then you get it, and it's the worst bout that you've had by far. That's scary. That makes me very, very worried. And I wish I had more information as a doctor. I will do some studying over the weekend. Um, I am going away this weekend, but I'll try to do some studying. Oh, wasn't I supposed to come to your house? 
like take care of you or something? Yeah, that was that was uh, one of the threats that you were making. That obviously you did not show up, and that's fine. That was perfectly acceptable for you to just you know stay stay away from the house with COVID. And look, here's the other thing. Last point that I'll make. Even though it can be scary and unpredictable, like we still, and we talked about this earlier with Sapphire about the new CDC guidance, we just have to live with this disease now. People at higher risk need to understand that and make different decisions for themselves, and no one should begrudge them that. Everyone else, like we can't just build our lives around it. People were asking me, was going to the concert really worth it? It's like, yeah. Not because it was so unbelievable of a concert, it was really fun, but I'm not going to live my life out of fear of COVID. I just can't do that. And I'm not eager to get COVID. I didn't want this. People were also asking me, why even bother testing? And as I explained yesterday also, it's all because I was supposed to go to New York today. I'd be on a train with people. I'd be up at Fox all weekend long and into the next week with a bunch of people. I don't want to knowingly, if I've got symptoms and I'm feeling sick, and I'm about to go work with a bunch of people in close quarters indoors, I think it's fair with my symptoms to test. And then when I test positive, not to subject people to it and then stay home. That, I think, is the reasonable way of going about things, not testing people with no symptoms, not uprooting our lives and saying, like, oh, gosh, nothing will ever be the same again. We have to get back to the way things were. But that doesn't mean that COVID is gone or that it doesn't suck. And fortunately for me, it seems like the suckitude has maybe started to diminish today, knock on wood. I've got a free weekend at home now, which I wasn't expecting, but I also can't see anyone. So that's not super fun. But I'm hoping by Monday when we're here, I can reveal that I'm feeling 100% back. We shall see. We will talk to you on Monday for the Guy Benson Show. Bonus Benson over the weekend. I'll be on Howie Kurtz's show on Sunday, remotely, of course, Media Buzz. Back here on the radio next week, same time, same place as usual. Have a great weekend. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to The Guy Benson Show. That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.